guys, I'm Amanda. And I'm Christina. So we know you're fans of the bazaar. If you can't get enough. And we know you can't. Then check out our podcast, The Witching Hour, Stories of the Macabre and Unusual. Join me. And me. And our co-host Jacob as we play a drinking game and laugh our way through tales of the paranormal, UFOs, serial killers, and the unexplained. Grab a cocktail. Or two. And drink along to your favorite stories of the bazaar. Look for The Witching Hour, Stories of the Macabre and Unusual, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello. Welcome. It's us. We're back. (laughs) We're the Golden Ghouls, Alyssa. Kylie. Emily. And it's time to get spooky. We've been singing, we've been singing like Shakira. Shakira, Shakira. I have had hips don't lie in my head for four days now, and I uh-huh, sang it in the uh-huh. shower last night for half an hour, maybe even longer, in a bunch of different voices. You guys. Go on. And it was give beautiful. Us, give us a little sound clip. I can't. It was like, <laughs> you know, in the moment. You okay. had to be there. I don't know if I could do it again. It was organic. Organic, yeah. Yes. Quite organic. Please, she please. would like that. She Shakira. would. Who doesn't love a good Shakira tune? Who doesn't? And who doesn't love to sing a good Shakira tune? Who doesn't? Have you ever seen that that Vine clip where the girl's like, um, my impression of Shakira turning on a hot water, and she puts her hand under the hot water, she goes, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I feel like I've probably seen that, because I think I've seen all of the Vines, but it's not... Good stuff. I Rip can't vine. imagine. Oh, God. I was talking about Vine just the other day. Bring it on back to me. We need it back. I had some good ones on there. So I yeah. did, too. I was a creator. I bet we liked. <laughs> I was a I creator. Bet we saw each other's Vines. And... I, bet we I wouldn't say that mine went viral or anything. Uh, I'm not going to say that. Like, my f- 100 friends saw them. Yeah, I probably got, like, two likes. But you guys might have seen it. Hey. On the humor page. Two likes is better than no likes. No likes. Am I right? She's right. What are we talking about today? Yo. Cursed movie sets. Yes. About to get crazy. Probably going to get cursed ourselves, if I had to guess. This stuff is spooky. There's some crazy shit. Super spooky. With no explanation. That's why it's spooky. Yeah. I used to love this stuff, and when when I was a kid, I saw three men and a baby. Uh huh. And I saw the guy, the you know, it's like behind the shower curtain, right? No, it's outside the window. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, behind Ted, he's like standing in the apartment, and you see this boy outside of the window of the apartment, and it said that he had committed suicide there. But that was debunked. Yeah, it was like a cardboard cutout or something, wasn't it? (laughs) Somebody was, like, trying to spook, and I I think that they wanted more, like, publicity around the film before it was coming out. Yeah. Mm. Um, But ever since that movie, I've been like, oh my gosh. Like, I What else is out there? Right. How many spooks were happening on movie sets? I mean, I, off the top of my head, can think of ten, probably, movies that have cursed backgrounds, so... Totes. Totes. When I worked at Paramount, I used to go to the New York, you know, backstage. Uh Uh-huh. And I would, like, go around at night to try to see (laughs) if any of, like, the, you know, old classic film stars would come and haunt me. Or, like, maybe some of the sketchy people who were doing (gasps) weird business in those little backstages. Weird You are paranormal investigating. Trying. Yeah? Yeah. No, I didn't find anything. Mostly just a bunch of security guards going, get over! (laughs) (laughs) Go on and get. Get. Who are ya? Yeah. Get out of here. This stage is locked. Ma'am. Who's starting us off? I'll do it. 
Yes, Emily. Yes. Since I'm already talking about, you This know, is your passion. My love. Hollywood. It is your passion. Movies. Yeah. I say we start with an old one. Yes. So I say let's. Let's, okay. 1939, release date, The Wizard of Oz. <gasps> wow. Yes. Good memories of that, y'all, or what? Yeah. Uh, I loved The Wizard of Oz when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You did? Yeah. Owned it on VHS, would play it often. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the trees scared the shit out of me. <laughs> the mean trees. Meantrees.com. Okay. Don't go there. The flying monkeys, obviously. Oh, terrifying. A big threat. Yeah. A big threat. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the tornado. Trigger. <laughs> For sure. I was totally triggered. For sure. We had so many tornadoes when I was a kid. Really? Yeah, I lived in Tornado Alley. Oh my god, wait, where? North Texas. What? Yeah. Damn. We gotta go to North Texas. <laughs> we gotta go. <laughs> we gotta get fucked up by this <laughs> tornado. <laughs> well, The Wizard of Oz is supposedly very the the film the filming process of it was very like cursed yeah by some i've heard this demonic presence because a lot of bad things went down some things i'm going to debunk for you because it was just a rumor some cannot be debunked <laughs> some cannot be though. maybe it was <gasps> so i mean a lot of people got sick on filming this movie mm-hmm. i mean it was 1939 what know. kind of sick we talking well, we'll first talk about the Tin Man. The Tin mm-hmm. Man got pretty ill from the makeup. He, um... You well, yeah, you're painting poison. guys silver. <laughs> yeah, he, they were painting him with, like, with some... Lead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dumb. Buddy, Buddy Epson was the original Tin Man, and they were painting his face with lead, and that's not good. And he only had a brain, you know? <laughs> to tell them to stop. Yeah. Wait, the Tin Man didn't have a heart. I thought that was a lion. Oh. oh, the Tin Man needed a heart. Yeah. Are you sure? The oh my God. Now Scarecrow I'm... needed a brain, and the Lion needed courage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Is that right? No, I think that's right. We should know this. I know. I didn't oh think about looking up the song. Oh, my God. Of the movie before this, but... If I'm not right, mm-hmm. then I'm wrong. <laughs> well, anyways, Buddy was so ill that um, he needed to be replaced for the film. Oh, my God. They learned their lesson. The new guy was not painted with lead. Thank God. <laughs> it was graphic. But Buddy got Buddy got really sick, and he was sick for a really long time. It's awful. Yes. Just trying to do what you love and you get lead poisoning. Right. Terrible. Right. I mean, we don't even know if it's lead poisoning, but we, well, we're we making an educated guess. <laughs> Just very educated, yeah. Um, very educated. <laughs> Another incident that went down, Margaret Hamilton, the Wicked Witch of the West. Oh, yeah. She was actually burned, like third degree burns. <gasps> Jiminy Cricket. On the set because of the special effects. If you watch the movie in front when they're in the Munchkin Land, uh-huh. and Dorothy is with Glenda the Good Witch. Mm-hmm. And beautiful, by the way. Yeah. Beautiful. Did you know Glenda um, played by, oh goodness, what is her name? Oh, she was married to Zigfield. Oh. Zigfield Mollies, that actress. Really hmm. cool. Anyways, the more you know, the more you know. Um, But when she's the when Margaret Hamilton, the Wicked Witch, is standing in in Munchkin Land, threatening Glenda and Dorothy, Mm -hmm. and she poofs off into this (laughs) green poof of smoke and fire. Uh That is where she got burned. 
the God. trap door supposed, that was supposed to send her down and Did escape not. from the <gasps> fire that it was malfunctioned. It malfunctioned. Good and God. she lit up in flames. Jesus. So the, the witch got burned. She did, so if you history repeats itself. It really does. Oh my god, did you guys see that John Proctor's house is for sale? Yes. Yes. Oh my god. And Peabody. Ten minutes from my house. Yes. Six hundred thousand dollars. This is the best deal I've seen on a historical home. I mean, Bronwyn and I are seriously talking about (laughs) this home a lot. Let's all put money down. We can I, have a yeah. vacation home. That yeah. house is amazing. You can Airbnb it. My mom can go check on it. Yeah. Ma, amazing. come on. You would make a bank Airbnb that off a six hundred k. Yeah, that play. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. That's a deal. That's a yeah. deal. If anyone wants to buy us that house, are there any sugar daddies out there? Some sucrose fathers. Some super patreons. <laughs> <laughs> If a Patreon gives us, if a patron from Patreon gives us $600,000, we will do whatever the fuck you want. Forever. Forever. Lifelong. Lifelong. Okay, moving on. Wizard of Oz. So, poor Margaret Hamilton, yes, she had third degree burns. She went on doing the movie, but. Good for her. Can't believe it. God bless. Now, this one makes me sad. Uh oh. Toto. No. Oh no. no. Poor Toto, dude. He broke his paw. No. no. That's yeah, powerful. <laughs> Good it could be a lot worse. It could be a lot worse. Could be a lot worse, but still, that makes me so sad. He did go on to do 13 other films, so he was fine. <laughs> Thank God. But he broke his foot. I mean, everybody was getting hurt left and right, y'all. Ugh. Um, another crazy fact though the film was brought through 14 different directors what what yeah they had trouble locking down a guy (laughs) that's a little ridiculous a little ridiculous um but victor fleming ended up taking taking it taking the credit and he was a pro-nazi supporter oh supposedly all right now, this one, this one is famous. A lot of people know about this one. I heard a different story growing up, so I'm interested to see if you guys heard this. I have a feeling I know okay. what you're about to say. So, the urban legend is that one of the munchkins yep. committed suicide by hanging and can be seen hanging from the tree as Dorothy takes off down the yellow brick road after leaving the munchkins. Yep, I've heard that. I've heard that too, but I heard it was a set person and not a munchkin i heard munchkin okay cool I has mean, anyone gone back to watch that scene have they seen it? i'm sure it's on youtube i haven't watched i've never watched I, it i've never watched it i've never seen it like as i'm watching the movie but i've been on the internet and like looked mm-hmm. at like little pictures mm-hmm. you know huh. but but that was debunked that is not yeah true it was actually a la zoo fake bird the los angeles zoo what? Yes, the Los Angeles Zoo provided a bunch of fake birds on the set of The Wizard of Oz and hung them. How did a bird look like a little person? Good question. Good cue. But that's what they say. Mm hmm. That's what they say. Interesting. Let us know what you think. You want to know something else about the munchkins on this set that was rumored? And this one wasn't debunked, but since both parties are dead and we can't, we'll never know. We'll never know. 
apparently Judy Garland was a little bit molested <gasps> on the set by the Munchkins. Oh my gosh. According to her late husband, they would stick their hands up her dress. <gasps> Ew. Yeah. Those rotten mm-hmm. little freaks. She was 24 at the time, so it wasn't like she was a child, but still, uh, yeah, still disgusting. All right. Uh. Now, this one is absolutely crazy. So, the wizard, Frank Morgan, the guy who played the wizard, mm-hmm. when he was coming onto set, he went to the wardrobe department and grabbed a jacket from one of the hangers. Mm-hmm. When he was filming, he then realized that the old jacket used to be L. Frank Baum's, the author of yeah. the Wizard of Oz series. What? Yes. And it was true. It used to be his jacket. How did he there, know and that? He had it in props, and he took it and wore it. So crazy. Maybe that started a whole magical, you know, weird thing going around. What? Yeah. Cray. Weird. Yeah. Crazy times, guys, on the set. What does it all mean? Right? I don't know. It's messed up. Some trickery. Some negative energies. A little bit. I I think so. It was at MGM, so. Wow. I I mean, they had built it, and so it wasn't like an old lot, you know? Yeah. But... I don't know. Maybe something was going on that was weird, and I'm thinking maybe it was the jacket. Brought back uh, some energy. Could be. be. Mm-hmm. Who knows? We will never know. Do you guys have some more sinister things? I have something mm. spooky as hell. Yes. All right. So, Rosemary's Baby. <coughs> a classic. A classic. Yeah. So, I mean, when you make a movie about something like that, shit's bound to go down. Right. Uh, my friends over at Ranker, y'all know <laughs> that website that does all the lists of things ranked? Oh, yes. We I look Ranker. at Ranker all the time. Well, that's where I found out a lot of these facts and figures. So, Rosemary's Baby came out in 1968, and it's about this failing actor who agrees to give up his wife's womb to Satan so he can have a taste of fame, which is, like... Creepy, right? Yeah, but it's, like... You know, it's pretty realistic. Okay, but, like, when I first saw that movie, I did not know it was headed that direction. Yeah. You, like, have no idea. No. You're like, wait, what? Yeah. Is this... (laughs) So, it was an instant hit, um, but there's long been a rumor that the satanic overtones of this movie were what led this curse to be put upon the cast and the crew and everyone involved in this movie. That would make sense. There was so much suffering. Yeah. So, this affected pretty much everyone involved with the director and producer receiving most of the bad luck. Um, but didn't stop there. Uh. All right. It was, it went far beyond those two. Um, but the curse claimed most of its victims shortly after the movie went to theaters or like years after. So not that many crazy things happened during production, but shit popped off afterward. Mm. So the person who was hit hardest by the curse was Roman Polanski, who directed it. Roman! Um, So, he wanted his wife, Sharon Tate, to actually be in it and play Rosemary. Right. But the producer, Robert Evans, was like, no, it's going to be Mia Farrow, and he made that happen. Um, And then Tate ended up being an unnamed background actor in, like, a party scene. So, 
that's where Roman's bad luck started. He was like, damn it, my wife isn't in this movie. <laughs> so, a year after the movie... The first curse. <laughs> <laughs> a year after the movie's released, Tate and her friends were killed by the Manson family, as we all know. Oh We've God, talked yeah. about Sharon Tate Sharon before. Um, she was possessed... She had seen... She had seen... What's his name? Um, Paul Byrne. Paul Byrne. Yeah. yeah. In Orson Welles' house. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So, that's the start of it. Well, not necessarily the start, but one of the biggest happenings. So, the Dakota is one of the most famous buildings in New York, and it's not just because it's um, served as the exterior for Rosemary's Baby, but because it was the site of John Lennon's death. What? Yeah, so it was built in 1884, and it's got this gothic style that already gives us, like, this very dark feeling. But Robert Evans said that the whole time they were on set at this apartment building, he felt a distinctly eerie feeling, like he could not escape it. Um, So while Lennon obviously didn't have anything to do with Rosemary's Baby and its production, he was friends with Mia Farrow. And when the Manson family murdered uh, Sharon Tate, the Beatles wrote Helter Skelter. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Or, no, that so, Helter Skelter okay. came out before, but Helter Skelter was written on the walls by the Manson family. Yeah, he, like, worshipped the Beatles yeah. music. Yeah, so, um, the song Helter Skelter, like I said, was one of the Beatles songs from the White Album, and Manson basically used it as a blueprint for his revolution. Um, and then, so 11 years after Tate, the Tate LaBianca murders, Lennon got murdered outside of this apartment building where filming took place. Wow. Yeah. Rosemary's Weird. baby. That doesn't even start, stop. Oh, God. <laughs> it's just begun. It's just begun. So, um, the film's composer, Christoph Komedom, could be wrong, could be right, right. um, passed away at 38... He fell off a cliff in Los Angeles, and he suffered a cerebral hemorrhage. Yeah. This was just months after completing his work on the film. So after that, he fell into a coma where he stayed for several months before passing. That's rough. Yeah. Um, what made it even more unsettling was that it actually mirrors the death of Rosemary's friend in the movie Hutch. So people were like, what? He? He? It was something similar. Oh. Yeah. I can't remember. I need to watch that movie. I know. We need to rewatch that movie because it's a good one. It is. And it's confusing. Yeah. (laughs) Super. So Mia Farrow actually got off pretty light in this case. Um, Before she was cast in the film, she was actually married to Frank Sinatra. Yes, oh, yeah. I remember that. So, yeah, he desperately wanted her to appear in a film with him called The Detective, which Robert Evans was also producing. So he went so far as to tell Mia that he couldn't even see her in the part of Rosemary because he really wanted her to do this movie, The Detective, with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but she decided to take on both projects, and um, obviously she was spending her time between the two sets, and that wasn't enough for him. So he had divorce papers served to her while she was on set of Rosemary's Baby. Rude. Right? He was so stupid. Yeah, so then... I'm truly not actually a fan of him. Of Frank Sinatra? I mean, 
just I because could of his take personal him or leave him. life. Yeah. He's a little dramatic. He is an ass. A he, little dramatic. You heard it here first. An ass. He's an ass. Frank Sinatra. Right. So, the, as you guys may or may not know, Roman Polanski's string of bullshit did not end. Mm-hmm. Um, he, so, because of his wife's murder, he actually, like, spun out, got super into drugs. Didn't he date her sister? Did he? Right? I'm pretty sure. I don't know about that. But, um. But he also loved little girls, so. Yeah, so that's where this is going. So he was guest editing the French Vogue in 1977, and he came across this 13 year old model named Samantha Geimer, and he coaxed her into posing in a series of nude photos. So that's child pornography. Yeah. Realm. So during the second photo shoot, which took place at Jack Nicholson's house, which like Jack how did he get involved hell. in this? He <laughs> like f- he like plied her with champagne and half a quaalude, oh, and then he god. raped her multiple oh, times. Oh my god! So after that, he spent forty two ja- forty two jails. Mm-hmm. He spent forty two <laughs> days in jail, and then he fled the country to avoid further prosecution. So, he, like, you know, shit popped off. So, then comes along William Castle, and he is actually the producer who saw the potential in Ira Levin's novel, Rosemary's Baby, Mm -hmm. and he was the one who really wanted it to be brought to the screen. So, a lot of people say he's actually responsible for the curse because he's the one who even wanted this made in the first place, but he ended up getting hit really hard with kidney stones after the film's release. Ouch. And in his autobiography, he claimed that during surgery, he began to hallucinate scenes from the film and even shouted out at one point, Rosemary, for God's sake, drop that knife. What? Yeah. So he, um, he later wrote that after getting the recognition for the film, he just, he said he no longer cared I was at home very frightened of Rosemary's baby. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah. Maybe they had a Rosemary's baby for real. Maybe. I think they produced something. Something. They produced a motherfucking curse. So, Robert Evans, our guy, the producer, and sometimes actor, um, he had a, a storied life in Hollywood, but his good luck in the film industry came at quite a price. He was convicted of possession of cocaine. Mm-hmm. He was later tied to an execution-style murder at the Cotton Club. <gasps> what? And then later in life, he suffered multiple strokes, one of which happened while he was um, giving a speech in honor of Wes Craven. What? Yeah. So, even though he went through the ringer, he just kept coming back, but it was, like, clear... He was like, I'm fucking cursed. Like, how do these things keep happening? At the end of the day, so yeah, and then Ira Levin again, who wrote the novel, um, although it was a bestseller and it was immediately snatched up for the movie, um, he his life slowly started crumbling, like almost immediately after it was released. Um, so his wife left him. No. 
he started receiving attacks from the Catholic Church because they were so mad about this movie. <laughs> what? I didn't he know He would that. get letters from them. He would get letters from just like, Catholic, Catholic people telling him that he was cursed, that he brought Satan into the world and all of these sort of things. Yeah. Like the, the National wow. American Society of Catholics. Yeah. <laughs> and he even said that he never even believed in witches or Satanism, but that he had become absolutely terrified of the idea of it because he never believed it and he made no. a whole movie like that yeah oh my god he wrote yeah he was the one who wrote it wow wow so um the saddest part of his downfall though came 30 years after the release of rosemary's baby he came out with son of rosemary which he was did. quite poorly received <laughs> I never even heard of that one. Yeah. Is it just when he's a few years older? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But I mean there I mean so so many bad things happening to people. It's like was was there a curse? How did it get there? What was From going the Catholics. On? Right? The Catholics <laughs> they were, like, were fucking pissed. Hell no. Legit hell no. Legit hell no. Legit hell no. Oh sorry. So yeah. Chip I got a similar Story. I got a similar. <laughs> the omen. Satan. Am I right? The oh, omen. Yo, oh, yo, this it's is a scary also one. Also about a possible demon child slash antichrist. Mm-hmm. You know. And the Catholics don't want that out. They don't. Oh, oh my god! I keep scratching Emily. <laughs> I like I'm it. Sorry. I like it. The, the soft caress of a nail. <laughs> of a nail. So the omen. There are two. The original, directed by Richard Donner, was released in 1976. And that then they one have, I don't know if you remember the remake. Julia Stiles. Yes. Yes. Years. <laughs> I watched Julia Stiles. <laughs> I forgot about Moore. that. <laughs> and it was released on June 6th, 2006. 666. Six, six. I remember oh, that. I started, too. I started, um, <laughs> I summer school. Oh. On six six six. It was so I could the get ahead in school. I took extra world. classes. Did you fail? Because it was six six six. No, I it's passed. My mother's trying to FaceTime. Mom. Right now? Yeah, she wants to FaceTime. Yeah, we'll say hi. We'll say hi. <laughs> we'll call her later. Oh damn it! <laughs> <laughs> There's no telling what she would say on the omen. There's no fucking telling what she would say. Very true. So the omen, another classic, a classic. And again, with the church, it is set in Rome. So it tells the story of Robert Thorne and his wife, Catherine. Uh, They lost their son shortly after birth. And then the hospital's Catholic priest was like, hey, we have this baby whose mom just died in childbirth. Why don't you just adopt this baby? Hush, hush. It's a secret. We can just pretend. We can pretend it's yours. Yeah. Yeah. A classic. A classic scenario. A classic adoption. So that's what Robert and Catherine did. And they named the baby Damien. Uh -uh. So, as he starts to grow. When kids are named Damien these days, I'm like, who the fuck thought that was a good idea? I'm like, you don't even go here. I'm like, have you ever seen The Omen? You dumb bitch. Right? It's a good cue. Sorry to any listeners. Named Damien Damien. or naming their children Damien. We sure... Although you should have thought about that. It's true. So, spooky things start to happen as Damien starts to grow up. And many of these things, including deaths, like 
the death of his nanny. That one scared the shit out of It was like at his fifth birthday party and she went and committed suicide. Yeah, she jumps off the building and hangs herself. <sighs> if I had to be a nanny, if I was a nanny, I'd probably do the same. Let's be yeah. real. And she's Especially like, Damien, Damien, look what I'm going to do for you, Damien. Yeah, it's a, little, it's a little messed up. So the original movie was, of course, a hit. <laughs> but, they always are. Yeah, but it is more so known for the spooky happenings that occurred on set. Mm-hmm. And apparently this happened during both films. So the original 1976 one, and then also the remake. And it's called The Curse of the Omen. That's interesting, because oh. the next one I have, it's got a name. Oh my god, I can't wait. Oh. <laughs> so, the set designer for the 1976 original... Uh, John Richardson, he created this like very spooky, kind of disturbing scene where a character dies from decapitation uh-huh. from a car accident. So uh-huh. you may or may not remember this. Then, John Richardson, he was in Holland, hanging out, August 1976. Always. And he was with his assistant, Liz Moore. And then they were just randomly struck by a car... Head-on collision, and more was cut in half. Stop. Which is exactly how the person died in the Wait, film. Wait, Liz, his, his yes. assistant? Yeah. Oh, my God. And it was God. the exact same way that happened to the body. And it happened on Friday the 13th. No. And it was near a road sign that said, Omen. What? O-M-M-E-N. 66.6 kilometers. No. Now that's too fucking weird. I know. That ain't no coincidence. I know. <laughs> she says <laughs> the verdict is in. It's not a coincidence. <laughs> the lie detector. <laughs> it was not a coincidence. That ain't no coincidence. That is weird. There's more. Oh, wait, God. But wait. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Two months before filming the original. The lead actor, Gregory Peck, who was the dad, he escaped a plane crash. Thank God, because... Because he he canceled his flight. So he canceled the flight, and then that flight ended up crashing. Everyone perished. Good God. Then, his son also shot himself in the head. Jesus. All this happened right before the movie started filming. Mm Mm-hmm. So the curse had already begun. Yes. They should have known. Ready? Another plane catastrophe. No. The scriptwriter... David Seltzer. I don't know if he's related to the water. Right. I knew you were going to say that. She knew. It's like she knows me. His plane was hit by lightning as they were oh flying over the Atlantic. Which, you know, I guess this happens sometimes. However, another plane scenario. A few weeks later, the executive producer, Mace Newfeld was flying to Los Angeles and his plane was struck by lightning. Oh, shit. What? That doesn't happen, yeah. right? Wow. And he was like, it was the scariest five minutes of my life. God. I think I think Steve's dad said that he was in a plane that was struck by lightning and they fell, like, really quickly <gasps> and everyone's drinks, like, flew up in the air. I would oh legit pee myself. I would right never fly there. again. Yeah. Probably not. I was like, how are you flying and anywhere? Already, right. I'm already concerned right. about flying. Oh, God. Don't, I don't even want to talk I about know. it. No, She's going to Japan. She'll be fine. I was flying to Canada when I was 16, and I was flying by myself, and we had landed on the tarmac in in Canada. I think it was Ontario. 
and Air France was coming in, oh. and they were apparently on fire because they were. Oh my god! Lightning. Oh my god! Holy and shit! Was, I guess they got under control and they landed, but it was like this big fiasco. We were stuck on the plane for like five hours just sitting there. Oh just my god! Farts. Just, oh my, oh my god. god! Oh Traumatic. lord! A nightmare. If you have any crazy plane stories, let us know. Because oh my god, we, we don't. Don't. Because I, <laughs> I won't ever fly again. Uh, and I want to go places, guys. I want to see the world. She wants to see the world. That's why we have Ativan and Xanax. Uh, but back to the omen. Yeah, More right. spooky stuff. Put me under before I go. Exactly. <laughs> Beautiful rendition. So, an animal handler Uh on the omen. The dog? I presume is someone who handles the animals. Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly what that job is. (laughs) Of the 1976 film. They shot like the crazy baboon scene. Baboon? He was attacked by a lion. What? Two weeks later. Pulled by the head and reportedly eaten alive. <gasps> Two weeks after the film came out? Yep. Oh, and you yep. know a cat's or after like, shooting. Yeah. I see a demon, I'm yeah. gonna eat you. Mm-hmm. What? Cats freaking know. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright, fast forward <laughs> to the 2006 <laughs> She tried. It came out as a... I can only go... What's with our parents calling us right now? Oh my god, now Kylie's dad's calling. Well, I just gotta say, Linda and Tim haven't given me a ring in a week. Oh my (laughs) god! Have you been disowned? I think I should... I think I should call them. (laughs) All right, fast forward. Fast forward to the 2006 remake. The director, John Moore. He spent an entire day filming the scene where the father of the Antichrist, uh, Robert Thorne... He would discover the ominous birthmark on his demon child. <laughs> However, all of the footage from the entire day was lost. So this is 13,500 feet of film mm-hmm. just mysteriously destroyed, gone, in the processing lab. And Moore said, he was like, this is the worst the lab and collective crew has ever heard of. Yeah, to losing lose, a roll. Yeah, to lose that much. Four hundred feet, and he said that the lab crew was in tears. Oh my god, they didn't for have real, an explanation. That's, that's like right? so much hours of work. Yeah, that they Where spent did it on go? set. What happened? Very spooky. Oh my god. And the last spooky thing. Tell me. As if there hasn't been enough. Right, I'm already scared. Pete Postlewaite. He starred huh? as the father Brennan. Oh. The the priest in the 2006 remake. Yes, yes, yes. He became the victim of the curse. When his brother reportedly died after drawing an ominous combination during a card game. Can you guess what this combo was? Six, six, six? Yep. <gasps> what do I win? Death. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> messed up, though. Wow, real messed up, yeah, yo. So be careful when you're watching The Omen. Wow. That movie does give me the shape. Julia Stiles. A, that's the remake, yeah. Liv Schreiber. <laughs> She's right. She's right. Huh. Um, well, let's uh, let's light it up. Am light right? it up with the behind the candelabra. Oh <laughs> my lord! Keep it light and fresh with a Matt Damon. I never saw this movie, did y'all? No. Behind the candelabra. No. About Liberace. Well, apparently, this must be great. Yeah, it won some awards. When do they not? You when know? do they not? Um, well, apparently, it was haunted. Matt and and uh, and Kirk Douglas, right? Is that the guy? 
Kirk Douglas, yeah. I'm pretty sure. They were getting spooked while filming. Let wow. me tell you about it. Yes. So the movie centers around Liberace's last years with his young bodyguard, or as you could say, live-in lover. Uh-huh. That's what I would say. That's what I would say. Damn. Get it on, you guys. Get it on. How Scott. nice to have one living in. Dude, right? Just stay with me and just be here when we need when it. When I get home. When you need it, when I need it, when stay we all here when need I leave. it. Scott Thorson. That was the live-in lover. So, um, Matt Damon, Kirk Douglas, obviously played these characters. I'm pretty sure Douglas played, um, Liberace and Damon played the lover, right? Guys? That sounds right. I don't that, know. that sounds accurate. I can't imagine it would be the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe. Quite possibly. We don't know. Okay, well, a lot of times during filming, both actors would turn to each other and be like, did you feel that? Because they feel like presence around them while they were filming the scenes of these characters. They swear they would feel cold, damp air swishes go by them. And there was like a reek of this potent cologne neither one was wearing. It's Michael Douglas. Michael. Oh, I'm sorry. Kirk's like really old. He's way dead. Oh, I was... No, I don't think he's dead. Kirk Douglas? Is he? Yeah. I was thinking of Michael anyway. Sorry, Michael Douglas. Kirk's his dad. No. He is alive. He's alive? He's 101 fucking years old. Oh my god, you heard it here first. He's living. Kirk Douglas is alive. Kirk is alive. And he did not play Liberace. Michael Douglas. (laughs) Michael Douglas did. Alright. Mikey. (laughs) Mikey do. (laughs) They would feel cold, damp air. They got the smell of cologne. Um, (laughs) Kirk Douglas. I was like, this doesn't what sound right. <laughs> okay, so Michael Douglas, he spent a lot of time behind the piano while shooting his scenes as Liberace. And he said he would always feel the most intense presence. Like he would feel somebody caress his shoulders. Maybe it was Liberace. It probably himself. was. And he was like, dude, you're you look better than Thorson, am I right? Like, you you, you seem intense. Um, and Michael would rip, whip around, but no one was there. I hate when that happens. Not only that, but a lot of stuff on set was getting spooky, like lights flickering on and off. Mm, Classic. Classic, Cool breezes. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. Wish I had a cool breeze right now. Come haunt me. I'd say it was Liberace or his lover. It had to be, right? One or the other. I mean, that potent cologne... I bet Liberace wore something strong. Yeah. I could just feel that. Memorable. And his, like, soul. So, yeah, that's a, that's a little light. A little light in the wow. darkness for you guys. Thank you. Well, I'm taking us right back into the darkness, my dude. Shoot. <laughs> Shoot. Do it. Now, this is the one that I always heard about growing up being cursed. Hmm. Poltergeist. Uh, they yeah, call it the Poltergeist curse. Yeah. So. Hmm. Let me tell y'all. What, what had happened? It. Kirk Douglas is not in this movie. Aww. All right. So this horror franchise launched in 1982, and it ended up birthing two singles, one in 1996 and one in 1988, as well as a recent reboot, which I think was in, like, 2015. Did anybody see the reboot? It wasn't great. No. Possibly. Not. So, but what's scarier than the film itself is that Poltergeist curse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So... 
Heather O'Rourke, who played Carol Ann, the little girl who's sitting in front of the TV and that iconic image that everyone knows, um, died at the age of 12 from cardiac arrest no. caused by septic shock. Oh. She passed away on February 1st, 1988, just four months before Poltergeist 3, which was her final film, was released. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very sad. Dominique Dunn, who played Carol Ann's older sister in the first Poltergeist, was strangled to death by her ex-boyfriend five months after the release of yeah, the film. Yeah, that really pissed Why? me off. She was pissed. I was so mad back in the 80s. <laughs> Before she was even born. Then, um, in 19... Well, I guess backtrack, because... In 1985, actor Julian Beck, who played Cain, the evil reverend, in the second Poltergeist, he died of stomach cancer. And then Will Sampson, who played Taylor, the medicine man, passed away in 1987... 87? (laughs) (laughs) From post-operative kidney failure... So, between 82 and 88, um, the six years during which the three films were released, Poltergeist franchise saw four deaths from its cast members, which is... Insane. Pretty weird. And they were, like, famous. Yeah. So, then, um, some say that this is not linked to the curse, but others say it could be. Because actor Lou Perriman, who had a small part as Pugsley, um, I want to say that was in the first one, um, may have reignited the curse in 2009 because he was murdered with an axe in his (gasps) own home. What the heck? That's excessive. So, it's not that unusual for someone who was in a movie, like, 33 years ago to have passed or, like... Pa- no, cast like members that. to be passing 33 years after a movie because people were adults and they're getting old. They're dying. Totally, totally. But the abnormal way that this guy died, people were like, this right. This is unfortunate. This has to be tied so, to the curse in some okay, way. We have a strangulation, an axe murder, and then how did the little girl die? We have cardiac Sepsis, arrest. Cardiac arrest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Post-op kidney failure. Post-op kidney. Stomach cancer, yeah. So we've got a slew of bad shit. So people have noted that the curse might be because of the skeletons that they use in the film. Film? Film. Film. Did you say that hurt? Which were later (laughs) revealed to be real skeletons because real skeletons used to be cheaper than props. Yeah, can you believe that? What? Like, Disney used to use real skeletons in Pirates of the Caribbean. Cheap bastards. But they finally um, took most of them out. There's only one real skull left in Pirates of the Caribbean. Illegal. (laughs) I... But isn't that wild? Yeah, because she, like, was in a whole pool of, like... Skeletons. Yeah. Real skeletons. Real skeletons. So, in an effort to cleanse the set of evil spirits because of those skeletons, actor Will Sampson, who is also a shaman, performed an actual exorcism after shooting one night. Okay. How did that go? (laughs) Well, not well, I think. It seems to not have worked. Um, Actress Jo Beth Williams, who plays the mom, Diane Freeling, has said that during filming, she would always come home to find pictures on her wall crooked, crooked even though she'd straighten them before she'd leave. Uh-uh. Uh, so it was following her home, whatever it was. Uh-huh. 
And you know that can be disturbing. Yeah. You know, when you're trying to fix a frame over and over and over. I have one on this wall in this room that it does drives, this shit all the time. Who's crazy. up to this? Who is it? Yeah. So, in a recent Reddit AMA, asking anything, um, <laughs> director Gil Keenan of the newest Poltergeist detailed some unnerving events that happened during filming. He said that the location for the house during shooting I chose because it had a strange and unnecessary field that the houses of this particular community were built around. He said that they found throughout production that we had persistent and repeatable equipment failure only on that strange plot of land. For instance, lights that would turn that could turn on anywhere else in the neighborhood would blow out the second you try to light them on this plot. Wow. Yeah. Nobody was able to logically explain the happenings, but Keenan said in an interview that he had been trying to catch a curse since he was 11, <laughs> so it's possible some of the oddities wow. have been amplified in his head. Every time you say Keenan, I want to say Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> um, so, the most recent scary part of this curse... Um, happened in April of 2015. Oh my god. So this family, this family, it's pretty recent if you ask me, (laughs) a family in Sacramento claimed to have experienced horrifying events after purchasing the Cabbage Patch doll that belonged to Heather O'Rourke. Girl, what? So Dusty, one of the owners of it, said... Not Dusty. Yeah. They were asking for it. Right? Who buys that? Who buys that from a Dusty? Not... Anyway, Dusty, the owner, he's the one who purchased it. He says, The doll arrived on the 30th of October. We were in awe. Halloween day, we left for our anniversary trip to Reno. Our anniversary is November 1st. While in Reno, we got a call that my wife's brother had been in a terrible accident while playing soccer. He ended up with a ruptured spleen and broken ribs. Due to internal bleeding, he was hospitalized for five days. Three days later, my father-in-law became ill. Within two days, he was in a coma. He was diagnosed with encephalitis. He remained in a, in a coma for five to six days, and we almost lost him. Miraculously, he woke up and was released after a nine-day stint. He's still in rehab for brain damage. We thought we could be back to our lives after a very trying few weeks. On December 2nd, my wife found out her childhood friend, John, had committed suicide by gunshot. December 8th, our friend Dawn died of heart failure. She was 33. Shortly after, my mother was having agonizing pain in her hip. She ended up having surgery. On January 7th, my wife's uncle Jeff, not a blood relative, he was her best friend's father, who took my wife in on more than one occasion as a child, passed away from a heart attack. He had no known medical conditions. Yo, a lot. January 26th, my wife was hospitalized for the night with a rare intestinal infection. The end of January, I left my job for a new company. On February 12th, I was let go. February 14th, we had to put our dog Zeus down. No. Early March, our four-year-old Pomeranian lost a tooth. Okay, well that is... Okay. Shortly after, my wife was told something was wrong with her heart and they suspended her driver's license. She has had to wear heart monitors for 24 hours twice and they still don't know what is wrong. Okay, I'm sorry, but this wife has a lot more shit that's going on on her side than he does. On March 27th, due to an error, Kern County Child Support levied my account right before a bunch of debit purchases and auto drafts cleared. Yours are just inconveniences. I know, right? (laughs) This left us with a negative account balance of almost two grand. 
My car broke down two days prior. Last week, the doctors notified my mother that her surgery not only failed, she had a fracture in her hip. Oh, no. She had hip replacement on April 8th. On top of all this, my wife and I have not gotten along. There is constant tension in the air, and the topic of divorce has come up more than once. This Cabbage Patch doll fucked his world up. Why is her ass still around? She would have been back on eBay. I'll tell you that much. After all this shit that's gone down, bro, of course you're having arguments, and you should feel way worse for your wife than all your minor inconveniences. That have happened to you. Were you looking at my top golf cart over there? Was that what that was? Is, she, is there a picture on it? No. I think it's actually Steve's. <laughs> but yeah, so how much do you think he bought that cabbage patch doll for? Like, was it even worth it? Right, I hope it was five I bucks. Bro. I would have been like, take this bitch back. Yeah. Jumanji that I shit. Say, yeah, Toss burn, it. Burn her. Take this little hoe back where she came burn from. Jake, <laughs> you know? I mean, that's a years of curse. Yeah. Another curse. Another curse. Amityville Horror. Amityville The original or the Ryan Reynolds version. We're going to talk about both. Because both the original and the remake have some spooky stuff going on. Damn. Just like The Omen. I know, it's messed up. So, Stuart Rosenberg, he was the director of the original Amityville Horror. And it was filmed in 1979. The remake came out in 2005, which Alyssa mentioned... Mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds. Hard Hot. Hot. And, yeah. Hot. Hot. <laughs> and I'm sure many of us know the story, but I'll just review it real quick. It's based on a real family. They were shot and killed by the eldest son, Ronald DeFeo. And nobody knows what prompted old Ronald to do this, but rumor has it he was possessed and heard voices. I'm going to say schizophrenia. I was going to say, or this was schizophrenia <laughs> undiagnosed because people didn't know. Right, like we found out in our possessions, <laughs> possessions podcast. Exactly, exactly. But regardless, the story behind the Amityville Horror still troubles people to this day. I'm troubled by it. Right? I'm troubled. I know. Actor James Brolin, who plays the father, uh, George Lutz, in the original film. He is scary. Is he Josh Brolin's father? That's a good cue. That's a good cue. Very good cue. Anyone know? I don't know. But he was a little hesitant about accepting the role. So he read the novel that was based on the story, and he arrived to a... (laughs) I don't know why this makes me laugh. I, you, you'll know why this makes me laugh. But yeah. So he was reading the book, mm-hmm. and he arrived to a very tense, spooky part when suddenly mm. his pants fell off a hanger in the closet, <laughs> causing him to jump out of his chair. Not my pants. In terror. Not my pants. <laughs> Not my corduroys. So, right? <laughs> Not my slacks. Kylie loves slacks. I do, I do. So after this happened, he agreed to take the role. He was... He was like, you know what? There must be something to this story. The pants. That's a sign that I'm going to wear the pants on the first right? day. The Those pants told fucking him pants. to take the roll. The pants just <laughs> fell off the hanger. Uh, that's, that's a sign. That's how head. I started this podcast. My pants just fucking fell yeah, off. You know, oh my, my underwear flew out of the drawer. And I was like, <laughs> my drawers flew out of the drawer. I was like, that's it? Podcast. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that meme that was like, I'm in my late 20s, time to start a family podcast that and podcast is checked you know that depressed me a little bit <laughs> right. I'm, I'm the eldest here ladies She's right all right so i'm getting up there <laughs> i'll catch up <laughs> 
So one night, Ed and Lorraine Warren, who, you know, we, we know of them as the paranormal investigators. We're unsure how we feel about them. They're a little hoaxy, but nonetheless... Charlatans. Yeah, right? <sighs> or, but, or real guys. So yeah, we don't know. Or respect. I feel like it's a combo. <laughs> Of both real and... Like I said before, I think they started out with good intentions, and I think shit, shit went awry. Wild. Yeah. But they wanted to investigate the house where the murder happened before um, filming. And just so you know, the filming was not done at the actual yeah. house. Uh-huh. They just were... You know, it was in the media, so they were like, let's go check out the original house. So they placed cameras all around, and then in one photo... There appears to be a boy with glowing oh, white yeah. eyes. White. Be picture. Right? We'll Sounds pedabonic. 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 Demonic. Pedabonic. My SoundCloud name. Okay. <laughs> pedabonic. So many say that the boy is the ghost of John Matthew DeFeo, and he was the youngest of the children who mm-hmm. were murdered. That picture is creepy. Yeah. It's, I mean, maybe, I don't know. There are many conspiracies. Have have they done a comparison of the boy and the one they think it is? That's a good cue. I don't know. Okay. But, you know, it could be maybe a photographer that was also in there, or it could be a demon revealing himself as a human, or it was photoshopped. We don't know. (laughs) By our good friends, the conjurers. The conjurers. And yeah, my next story is actually about... Oh, y'all, that looks just like him. That yeah. looks like a little boy? Yeah. Let me see. It's pretty freaked. I Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, I'm scared. I know. I'm, like, I'm gonna tell y'all what. That's that same hair. Yeah. He had that Justin Bieber. Hairline. That's how you know. The hairline. I, that's, how you, that's how you identify. That's how you know. That, mm. I know. And, uh, oh, staying on topic with the controversial Warrens. One night after visiting the Amityville house, the original, Ed was in his office just doing what Ed does, and a latch on a door at the end of the hallway snapped open, like he heard the latch, uh, and the door opened, and he heard heavy footsteps approaching his office, Uh and then he stood up to go look, and it was no one, not even Elizabeth. Yes. Lorraine? It was Lorraine. Lorraine! You love to call her Elizabeth. Why... Because you're thinking of Elizabeth Warren. Who the hell is that? Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Elizabeth Warren? Who's Elizabeth Warren? Do I know? Do we know? What, what do we know? What? She's a she's a political lady. Oh. <laughs> like, who is an Elizabeth Warren we that like I know? She's, she's You know our friend I Elizabeth. Do she's P-liberal, not P-debonic. You know, I was going through <laughs> all my actresses. Uh, you could say a politician. <laughs> you called her Elizabeth. You called her Elizabeth Warren earlier tonight, and I was like, "Oh my god, you should <laughs> just let, just let her have it. Just let me have this. Just let me have this." Elizabeth. You guys, sometimes we have one sip of cider, and this is what happens to us. <laughs> we split the, between the three of us one cider. Two. Oh, well, that goes to show you, folks. And I got the thoughts now. Two. <laughs> yes, the two. Let her rip, girl. Let me out of this room. Let her rip. Um, okay, so the 2005 remake of the Amityville Horror, our boy Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. He makes me nervous, okay? I'm nervous, too. He's totally. Hot. You know who makes me even more nervous? His wife. Oh. Uh, you know what? I don't get it for Eva. her. I don't... Longoria? No, he's with what? Blake Lively. <laughs> You're thinking oh of God. Gosling. 
Oh my god. I'm just getting Eva Longoria mixed what, up. Is it? Ava Mendes. <laughs> Eva Longoria you know was with Tony Parker. Yeah, it's yeah. Time for bed. <laughs> All right. So, so Ryan, Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds, husband of Blake Lively. Husband of Blake Lively. Emily Widger. I saw it this past weekend. It's pretty good. So he plays George Lutz, the dad. He reported that he and other crew members kept waking up at 3.15 a.m. every day, which was the time that Ronald DeFeo murdered his parents and siblings. But wasn't that in the movie, though, It's too? also in the movie. Oh, my god! And so... Maybe he's, like, a character actor, like, where he has to really get in it. Possibly. And, and I, I used to look at the clock every day at 11.11, and you can subconsciously, like, set alarms in your brain, and it's the same reason why you would wake up, you know, just a few minutes before your alarm goes off. You basically, like, train your brain. Mm-hmm. Or you'll wake up on the weekend at the time your weekday alarm is supposed to go off. But regardless, still spooky. Yeah. It's not like he was waking up at 2.15 or 3.14. He was waking up at the exact time. 3.15. I get scared. Right? Right. Then, oh. just before filming began... You sucked that in, girl. I want to sniff of good with. Well, this is getting high off of the apple pumpkin candle. Hmm. Tis the season. Uh. Tis the season. Tis the season. Just before filming began of the remake, a dead body washed up on the shore by Ew. the film set, which was perhaps an omen. Whose body was yeah, it? Yeah, what is that? Was that an investigation we needed to uncover? Was that a was that freaking um? Who's missing? I don't know, but it well, didn't it seem to be of much importance. <laughs> but, who's who was missing back then? We don't know. In two thousand five, but uh, the Amenable House, the original one, is under a different address, so that people can't easily find it. And, Nothing has been said. Yeah, people. You can still find the people. Oh yeah, people can find it. But the people who've lived there since say not a goddamn thing yeah. has ever happened. They said yeah, there's like nothing to be said of any haunts. Just had a mental mental problem. Yeah, a yeah. mental mental there problem. There we go. Riled Reynolds. Riled Reynolds. Riled Reynolds. Eva Mendez. Eva Longoria too. Eva Longoria and Elizabeth Warren. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. crazy. Well, uh, since all of y'all had all these demonic, satanic, you know, possessions that kind of haunted everything, I thought I'd turn turn it a little bit around. She keeps going out. to the, the this is the lighthearted, and we keep turning it back around. This isn't lighthearted though, because God was like, "No, Good don't, don't do it. Don't tell my story." Oh. From Mel Gibson. Oh, the Passion of the Christ. <laughs> the Passion of the Christ. This is serious. So, uh, yeah, God Himself was given fair warning to the cast and crew of the Passion of the Christ. Shit. Saying, "Get that stuff right, Ooh. or get out." Ooh. Get it right. Get it tight. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so mostly <laughs> the main things that really happened were to the guy that played Jesus Christ, which Jesus Christ. is, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> we just like, okay, that makes sense though. Cause he's like, you were, you were trying to portray my son and I did not give you credit. For I will this. smite you. Yes. So the actor, Jim, Jim Cavazell, Ka- Jim Carrey. No. No, no. Cavazel. He okay. portrayed he portrayed Christ. Um, he had a bunch of things happen to him. Is this including... gonna be like when I looked over and I realized that Kylie thought Malachi was Malachi? <laughs> 
Kalachi. Kazals. Kavizel. Kavizel. Is he Jewish? <laughs> yes, Jesus was a Jew. <laughs> Jesus was a Jew. Okay. Well, he suffered a lot of things like hypothermia, lung infections, pneumonia, accidental whipping, a dislocated. What? Like they weren't actually supposed to hit him and they were hitting him. Okay. Um. <laughs> A dislocated shoulder, and an eight-hour makeup routine that left him with a severe migraine problem <laughs> and skin infection. Jesus. Jesus. But the craziest thing was Homeboy was struck by lightning twice. What? Twice. And you know how uncommon that is in the first place to be struck by lightning. Oh my so gosh. for him to be struck twice. That's a that is crazy. a motherfucking sign. That's it's a sign a from the Lord above that you better watch it, bro. Or something below. I don't know. As above, so right. below. So he, um, you can get on the internet. He's detailed it. You can get on the internet yourself. Well, you I could, this. I could give you some of his quotes, but pretty much he was like, "I lit up like a Christmas tree, like on fire, like he was on fire. Jesus Christ, the top of his head was on fire. He couldn't feel it for a while. What? Yeah. Why didn't we hear about this? I, I feel like I spooky. did hear. They about They were supposed it. to report directly to Kylie. Y'all never heard. I mean, I remember watching yeah, this. I, I remember that stuff went right. on. I, yeah. I was really young, and I remember hearing about it and being like, oh, weird. You know, and just blowing yeah. it off. But now I'm like, shit. Now I'm like, wow. What the heck happened, y'all? <laughs> but not only did Jim get a lot of the heat from our Lord and Savior, but so did Mel. I don't think he liked Mel Gibson. God? Yeah. <laughs> or Jim Caviezel. the first time I've heard that. <laughs> God doesn't like Jim. No. Um, but he, after this movie, we all know he suffered a huge, a huge career, like, you know, takedown. Like, he yeah. just, you know. A downfall. A downfall. He plummeted. He had a bunch of legal bla- battles. He had got a severe alcohol addiction. And a disastrous breakup with ok- Okasana. His girlfriend, which, if y'all remember back then on the press, do y'all remember all those voicemails? We got, no. like, clippings of Mel, like, a drunk <gasps> Oh, my God, yes. 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 Yeah. Good times. So, he went legit crazy after this movie, y'all. Yeah. And, um... Maybe he was possessed. That's what they say, is God By kind of... cocaine. You know? Oh, well, maybe that, too. But, yeah, so... There was a bunch of crazy stuff going on on that film, mainly to the actor Jesus Christ, which is plenty sign for me. Yeah. You know? It's messed up. And Rip. Well, he's still alive. To his relationship with Oksana. Right. That. <laughs> Jim's career also is kind of in the tubes after all the stuff that happened. I mean, same. he got really hurt, and he got really sick, so Homeboy you know, was never the same. I hope that he can just resurrect his career. Good one. God damn it. <laughs> Alright. I got another one. Do it. Is this the last one? I think so. Holy shit, how do I do this every time? Please don't swear. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, The Crow. Ooh! So... Oh. I knew about this because my uncle was into crows, the crow, he was into crows. and Brandon Lee. Have I ever seen this movie? Have I ever seen this movie? Yes. What is it about? 
it is a it's a like fantasy action film. It's based on a comic of the same name. Is it DC or is it Marvel? I don't know. I don't know that it's either of those. (laughs) So came out in 1994. Okay. But so according to this actor John Polito, even the very first day of shooting this movie was bananas. So there's this brutal, brutal accident the very first day. So this crew member was driving, like, you know, moving around this cherry picker. And he's setting up lights, and he accidentally falls into a fucking ditch. Story of my life. So this eyewitness says that we lifted the back of the cherry picker, and it went right into an electrical pole, and (gasps) the guy was electrocuted right after the fall. Oh my god. He was near death. All of his organs ended up being burned. Oh my god. He was 26. Oh his my wife was pregnant. God. It was a bad luck opening to a film. Oh. Why is everyone getting electrocuted? Oh my god. He, it's electric. God damn it. He also mentioned that the third night of shooting, I remember a prop truck caught on fire and nobody knew what that was about. <laughs> what the frick? Yeah. So. Shit keeps Legal popping off. off the, yeah. Off the, yeah. Off the, this yeah. stunt guy fell through the roof of a set and broke his ribs. Dude, okay, this set wasn't safe. No, another no. crew member was electrocuted and severely burned. Oh my God. A member of the art department had a screwdriver go through their hand. Yeah, these nope. are all like set nope. crimes. Set crimes. Set crimes. OSHA, are they protected by OSHA? <laughs> what, who produced this movie? I don't know. They had to pay out the ass. And yeah. they filmed this in like North Carolina, but they were plagued by freezing temperatures the whole time. Was it in Wilmington? Because that's a tundra. It's hard to say. You know what? We'll get back to you. So, but without a doubt, the most horrific thing that happened on this set was the death of Brandon Lee on March 31st, 31st, March 31st, 1993. So in the film, his character is shot by this, another character named Fun Boy and um in a terrible turn of events his on-screen death actually became his real life was death. it a real guy so um the movie was already a week behind schedule oh. and the person who had been serving as a weapons master of the film had been told he was no longer needed so they like dismissed him Weapons Dude, master. this movie was unsafe. Yeah, so... Do not dismiss the weapons master. So, he wasn't present on the set, and he probably could have prevented this from happening. Absolutely. That's another legal battle. So, blanks were... Ended up... They ended up having the prop master load this gun, who's not the weapons master. Oh, my God. And it? so, he loads blanks in, because they use blanks for these kind okay. of things. Okay. Um, but a slug had become, like, an actual bullet, had become lodged <laughs> in the barrel of the gun when they had, like, dry-fired the gun earlier. Bullshit. Somebody put it in there on purpose. And so, shooting the blank actually propelled the slug right into Lee's abdomen. Oh my god. So he had wow. a series of unsuccessful blood transfusions and surgeries over the courses of six hours. Oh my god. Over the courses? Yeah. Good god. Over the course of six hours, and he ended up passing away at 1 04 p.m. Oh my oh. god, this is He was 28 set. years old. 
Bruce Lee's son. That is a rough way to go. Yo, this movie set, though, did they not just get, like, sued out the ass? I I have no idea. But, um... It's crazy. So, there were only eight days left of filming, so producers ended up rewriting scenes and shooting, (sighs) like, as minimally as possible using Lee's stunt double... Um, and they oh even use like early crappy CGI to superimpose him fi- his face over the doubles for close ups. That's disgusting. Um, oh and so the budget of the film like, increased greatly. <laughs> I'm sure because they were getting sued, and also because they had to do this CGI. Because they started with a budget of ten bucks. <laughs> <laughs> this is like if you if we tried to make a movie right, right now. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh my God. Um. After the death, there were so many questions about, like, how the fuck did this happen? Um, And a bunch of people in Hollywood pointed fingers at Michael Massey, who was the actor who shot him, which who obviously didn't mean to do this. And um, there were no criminal charges filed against him because it was not his fault. He did not load that gun. Mm -hmm. But he still carried the guilt with him for the rest of his life. Oh my god, can you imagine? Yeah, in 2005, he told The Telegraph, it absolutely wasn't supposed to happen. I wasn't even supposed to be handling the gun until we started shooting the scene scene and the director changed it. So he actually wasn't even supposed... They picked someone to be the person who shot him that day. Wow. Like, they were rewriting shit, and he was the person chosen the day of filming. I have a conspiracy about this. Oh, yeah. Somebody wanted Brandon dead. Could be. So after his death, he ended up um, Massey ended up taking several years off of acting, and he actually passed away in either 2014 or 2016. Um, but he was only 64, which is pretty young. That's insane. So I don't know if that was part of the curse too, but I mean, Jesus Christ, right? That's insane. Okay. So crazy. And what's crazy is the amount of set stories where people have died, actors and stuff. Oh yeah. And like you don't hear about him a lot. You have to like legit look into it. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy. It's sad. Like kids die on set all the Good time. Good God. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm never letting my kids be actors, even though I wish they'd make me a lot of money. Stage mom. Stage, Stage mom. Put me on screen. I Hello, kids. I think my mom could have been a stage mom. I think she tried to be, but I was not having it. <laughs> you know uh, what? I couldn't really see any of us as stage moms. But the power of us together... We could <laughs> equal a stage mom. We yeah, could be Chris Jenner. nervous. We would be the best damn Chris Jenner. It's true. That Chris Jenner ever seen. sweetie. You're doing great, sweetie. Ooh, Is it raining? I started hearing that. Of course. Ooh. Of course, as we're finishing up, we get some spooky sound effects for free. You know what? <laughs> you know what that is? A curse of our podcast studio. Don't. Oh our podcast Don't studio, a.k.a. my guest bedroom. <laughs> P-de-bonic. <laughs> P-de-bonic. You guys, I can't believe I'm not going to see you for, like, oh 12 God. days. She's That's... going to Nippon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Japan. Japan. Yeah. And she's going to do a haunted tour. Yeah. You guys, wow. I didn't get to do it when I was there. She's going to come back. Heavens, she's going to go do it. Yeah, there's a three, six, or eight hour option. Which should I choose? Um, The 12. Steve will not (laughs) let me. Steve will not take an eight hour ghost tour, but. 
That I, does seem excessive. I might take it by myself. I don't know. I think I. I think even I might be over ghosts at eight. eight I think it'd be over at eight. If it was long, like an investigation, that'd be chill. But how long did our our paranormal investigation last when we were in New Orleans? We were like there three so hours, long. maybe. Oh, I thought I it was like, like more it was like four. Wow. Yeah. I think it just felt longer it, than it was. Yeah. We got there at like ten, and we left at like one, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Hmm. Damn. Well, anyways, have a fabulous trip. Stay safe. And we're we... gonna miss you. Stay spooky. Cannot wait Stay for the spooky. spooky stories. Yeah. Wow. I want you to. Are you gonna be anywhere by that ghost taxi with the girl? I. She's seen all over. I think. Okay, getting a bunch of taxis. I'm gonna get in every single taxi. Every single one. If I can figure out how to use money there. Right. Figure that out first. I'm getting nervous, but and you know what? In the taxi. We're gonna make it. You're gonna there out. will you be can no use your curses card until you're able to exchange currencies. You're gonna be fine. The there fees w- aren't that bad. Oh, all right. Okay. All right. There will be no curses, though. No. None. No. Well. All right. I guess guys, that's it, guys. Follow us on Instagram. The, yeah. At the Golden Ghouls. <laughs> Subscribe, rate, review, chit chat with us in the other the, listeners. The Facebook, the Facebook group. group. It's yeah. so there's fun. a Facebook page and there's a Facebook group. Group. You can I, like the page and join the group. Yeah, but okay. joining the group is fun because people post funny things, spooky things. We interact. It's a lot of fun. We do. Yeah, we, have so we much laugh. Fun. We cry. We love. We live. Laugh. We love. Oh God. All right. But I heard this somewhere, so I feel like we should do it. People, like, give their handles, you know? Like, where do we find you, Alyssa? Me? Yeah, you're at Alyssa. At Alyssa Menace. There you go. Kylie? Uh, at Kylie Smiley. Yeah, that's not her real... Which is not my real last (laughs) name. But that's where you find her. (laughs) And I'm at Emily Alston. Yeah. So you can find us there on social medias. That's us. That's us. Wow. Easily, easily found through the Golden Ghouls Instagram. Exactly. If, yeah, yeah. If anyone actually wants to find someone, <laughs> someone commented on one of our photos one day and was like, who's who? And I was like, oh. I was like, uh, don't you know? <laughs> I was like, duh. Yeah, no. I was like, uh, oh, God. Oh, yeah. Uh, have we never introduced ourselves? I guess it's not obvious. Kylie's the blonde, Fringo. Emily's the brunette, and I'm the redhead. It's like where the Sanders and the sisters. Oh my god. That's what you could say. <gasps> that could be your Halloween costume. Oh my god, fun. don't give it away, guys. We didn't even know what we were doing until just now. Just now. Uh, so many Halloween costumes. Well, okay. All right. Till next time. Until next time. Stay spooky. Ooh. Shakira, Shakira. Devon <laughs> it.